welcome to Best Film Friends. I'm Olivia, and I'm here with Sebastian. Hello. Do you want to introduce what movie we're going to be talking about today? Yes, we're going to be talking about Snowpiercer. I want to say hello to our old listeners, and welcome our new listeners. And we're going to be talking about Snowpiercer with Chris Evans, yeah, to listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. Fits right into our theme of New Year's films. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's a new New Year because <laughs> it's not January first; it's some other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, different calendar. It's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, even if it's unstated, <laughs> spoilers ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It should be assumed. <laughs> it should be assumed. This entire podcast is spoilers. <laughs> we have never not talked spoilers. <laughs> um, although we forget to say that. Yes. Almost every episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I guess let's start out with uh, what you like, what you don't like. You've uh, seen this film before. I've seen I this have. film before. I believe this is my third time watching mm. it. Maybe fourth. Um, I like the director. Yeah. Yeah. John Bong Joon Hoo. Mm-hmm. Ho. Ho. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he directed. Oh, it's so late. It's not the thing. The host. The host. Yes. Thank you. He directed the host, right? Mm-hmm. He directed Mother. Or no. Mother. Madeo, Japan. I am not familiar. That might that might have been old boy director, which is it's a not Park Chan Wook, which is a producer in this movie. Correct. Yeah, but he was the one who brought Chris Evans onto the table. He, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, who was he gonna cast, or they didn't know who to cast? Well, let me tell you who auditioned. Please do. And he would have been a fantastic Curtis. Uh, our, bo- our boy? Our boy, Jake. Ooh, our boy, Jake. Can't G. you just picture him grimy, dirty, In an sexy? <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Is he in Zoolander? <laughs> Is he in the mines working? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Just imagine the intensity that Mr. Joan Hall would have brought to this role. Would have been a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Not to slander Chris Evans. Mm-mm. He, he did really does good. Yeah. fantastic work in this film. He did a really good job. But, but, uh, but one can wonder. One will always wonder. <laughs> what if? What if? And I looked it up, and it turns out I was right. On 2009, he directed Mother. Mm. And uh, that is a very cool movie. Uh, if you have not watched it, mm. I totally recommend it. Better than the Aronofsky Mother? <laughs> I. <laughs> Don't watch it. I haven't watched it according no to the reviews. Uh, I am going to take a safe bet and say yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, so you asked what my thoughts were. I really like this movie. 
I really like this director. I like the premise. I like the actors. Uh, Jamie Bell. Correct. Yeah. I really, 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 really like him. I like Chris Evans, Captain America. You know, John Hurt, <laughs> Ed Harris, Tilda Swinton. Oh, Ed Harris. Tilda He's Swinton. So yeah. I like the... Um, I can... Ken Ho Song. Ken mm-hmm. Ho Song. Uh, I believe he was in another movie. The Host? The Host, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I believe he was in The Host. <laughs> so I really like that actor, too. And um, so is the girl. And I know, yeah. And so is the girl, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, saying everything you're about to say. No, no, it's okay. I did forget about the girl, so thank you. The the dad, not so much. But the girl, I did forget. Um, I think this is a very good action movie. It is. I am glad that um, Bon Joon-ho came over to America and did is mo- doing movies. It's a co-production. Now. It is a co-production, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, American actors. It is his first English film. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I like how, even though the premise is so out of this world, I like how realistic it is mm-hmm. in in some ways. Um, for example, in the first scene where where they come, it's like the establishing shot of, like, how these people are treated. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton says something, or is I think I think it's even before, but I think it's when Tilda uh, Swinton comes in and she's talking about the shoe, and then they got a translator for Spanish and a translator for uh, I assume Japanese or Korean. So every time they do a speech, they have to translate because there's so many nationalities there. Mm-hmm. I like that part. I like um. Every I like that every room in the train feels different and it's kind of like an adventure. You I know, agree. Too. I really like that aspect of it too. Yeah, since this this was my third, fourth time watching it, I was not surprised by the room. But I remember the first time I was like, it was a mystery. Like, oh, what's gonna be next on the mm-hmm. other room? If this, mm-hmm. if this is the botanical room, yeah. And then and then then the next one is is the fish, uh, biological like system that they have there was gonna be the next room you know like <laughs> the dentist the, de- <laughs> the dentist of taylor um so i really like that part i like the story of um the people rising up against the man you know or against their mm-hmm. their oppressive governments i like that and i think what i like the most is that it is that story that if you put it in Let's say Spartacus, mm-hmm. you know, the same type of story rising up against your government, against your oppressive government. Spartacus feels really big and it is a really big movie. And I like that they put it into such a small confine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie, too. Um, I like <coughs> a lot of the aspects of it, but there is something about it that I feel... I always am kind of dissatisfied with the ending mm-hmm. because um, even though we see the polar bears, oh, it's a sign of life. They're still not in like 
real parkas, right? No, no, it's just a, it's just a polar. I was gonna say teddy bear. It's just a polar bear. <laughs> I I just mean like the people who do get off the train, like they're not equipped to go in the snow. Well, like I feel like the implication is that nobody survived except the boy and the girl. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's not even people. It's just so there's like. That's what I'm saying about the ending. Is it's mm. like, hope in quotation marks, um. Because I don't. I understand that it's meant to be hopeful, but it's not a hope that I believe in. I yeah. guess I don't like the implication. To quote your favorite TV show. <laughs> continue it's because they're gonna have to repopulate yeah and the little boy is a little boy and he has to grow up i mean i guess maybe part of the implication is that aren't there other trains no there's the only train the only train there's the only train yeah that was why it was like such a big deal Mm, yeah i guess so and if there was other trains i feel like they would have told us, you know? Mm. Probably. But, yeah, I don't like the implication because, yeah, the little boy growing up and repopulating Earth with the girl, like, that's fine. But then that means that they need brothers. You know, like, a brother and a sister. Well, or just more than two people. <laughs> Not or, related. Or more than two people. That would people. be just as bad, almost. <laughs> But the thing is, like, they're going to have to repopulate by instance. Oh, I get it. No, I know. That's the implication that I don't like. Where I'm like, yeah, you got saved. But at what cost? (laughs) At what cost? (laughs) Truly. Yeah. 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 I'm not dissatisfied by the end. The ending. I like the ending. I don't like the implication. Mm -hmm. I don't like the ending. Mm -hmm. I would have liked that more characters survived. So yeah, the instance wouldn't happen <laughs> as much. Yeah, I I agree. I I like the world of the train a lot more than the world outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's supremely fucked up and gnarly and nasty, um, I think it was really good world building on the. I mean, I haven't read the... Is it a story or a it's novel a, it's, that it's, it's based it's, off of? I, I, I think it's a graphic novel, dude. Oh, what the hell? Really? I think it is. It's, it is a graphic novel. Yeah. Oh. Mm. We might have Melissa? to check that out. Melissa? Shout out. <laughs> okay. We might have to find that translated version <laughs> from the French. Um... Yeah, so I guess it's probably on the part of the authors of that book. Hmm. Regardless, very good world building. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the world building. Again, I like how every train feels different, but it adds to the world. Where you go, like, maybe you wouldn't think it, but they go, they, they pass by a cart that has a dentist a tailor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah so like hair salon hair salon yeah so you're like okay so this world has 
a hair salon and this world has this and little by little they're showing you this world and how complete basically it is mm-hmm. well and even just the the transition between the way we start the film in the back of the train yeah we were super dark and just that world itself like the sort of assembly room where they have to go take attendance (laughs) and then the living quarters and the ways that they you know create spaces for themselves Mm -hmm. and then the the, sharp transition that after that basically the first place they go is the agricultural train car right um with the trees with the trees no oh? i don't think so no i don't think so i don't know if it's the first room because like they have to go through some no you know why i know you know why i know it's not the first room mm. like the first like distinctive room like yeah i think it's the botanical mm. but the first room that they encounter that i remember is with is the one like with the armory? windows is the one with the windows mm. because they see the sun for the first time yeah, in years you're and right, their you're eyes right. hurt yeah either way they're both like it's the connection to nature <coughs> uh-huh that yeah <laughs> this movie can be pretty good at points it's sort of a plato's allegory of the cave at mm-hmm. times yeah um yeah i like it i uh failed again <laughs> to watch the whole movie <laughs> so i didn't get to see the the final reveal with um ed harris and mm. His little spiel that he gives at the end. Yeah. Um, I was trying to fast forward, but that that part is weird. So you didn't mm-hmm. miss as much. Yeah, that's like my least favorite part of the movie, to be honest. It, and I think that's why this movie doesn't work as well for me because the first two acts are really strong mm-hmm. and the third one is mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So between the end when they get out of the train and the confrontation with the leader like it's just odd yeah um other than that i like the i i do like the first two two thirds of the movie more than the rest of it the uh, what i like about this movie the most is the way uh it uses visual storytelling okay mr graphic text (laughs) i'm getting fancy no, but like visual and so, for example, in the first, like, I don't know, five minutes, they tell everyone to um, sit down and Chris Evans doesn't sit down. I have a very similar note written down that I really liked the idea of everyone standing and then each row sitting down yeah. as a means of counting. Mm-hmm. You're right. Visual storytelling. Yeah, and right off the bat, you can tell that Chris Evans is the leader. Chris Evans is going to be the the Spartacus of the mm-hmm. group. You know? I mean, even... 
part of it is the way that he's positioned within the story, but also part of it is like the world that we're in. Like mm-hmm. we know he's Captain America. He can't escape that. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, the way that the outside world influences the inside world. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's in it already signals that he's the hero. The hero. So yeah. it's kind of interesting the way that that, functions in a movie like this mm-hmm. there's no escaping it and i maybe that i don't know if it, the, the graphic novel is like this but maybe that's why within the first minute they chose to just introduce him as this, this is the guy mm-hmm. like why why like go around the fact you know like we all know he's captain america well but even i mean yeah just <coughs> Not even necessarily saying explicitly Captain America, just that because he was in Fantastic Four also. (laughs) He just has the Hollywood movie star superhero Mm -hmm. vibe, yeah, for lack of a better word. So, yeah. Speaking of um, world building, I like that they have their own form of punishment. Mm-hmm. Which is like getting the arm out, and like they go, okay, at this height we'll only need three minutes. Like that's such a like a brutal and visceral like punishment, dude. Yeah, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Uh, we get introduced to uh, two gay characters. Really, gay Who? gay couple. I don't remember them at all. The henchmen. The one that has the big hammer, mm-hmm. um, his boyfriend is next to him. Mm. Yeah, and that that's why that's why the henchman is like so focused on revenge is because they killed his partner. Mm, interesting. Mm. I thought you were speaking of the story between Chris Evans and Jamie oh. Bell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the one like that apparently only I can see. I feel like Chris Evans and Jamie Bell is implicit, and the other one is explicit. Thank you. So for yeah. shooting me down gently. And uh, when they throw a shoe, I put a shoe bush reference. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Tilda Swinton saying, this is size 10 chaos. Picks, I did not catch she, that. When she picks up the shoe, she's like, this is size 10 chaos. I mean, honestly, it could have been a reference to Bush. I like, because in this trivia packet you gave me, <laughs> she says that she's referencing uh, Thatcher and like Gaddafi uh-huh. in her performance as like dictator and unflinching mm-hmm. ruler <laughs> so i don't know that bush necessarily fits into that category yeah but um she certainly is channeling like the flawed politician so mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps so it is so it is yeah, on the visual storytelling point, I, I, I pointed out that the hand movement that Tilda Sinton makes mm-hmm. is like everybody has their preordained position. Mm-hmm. And she does like this weird like claw yeah. and turns it. Mm-hmm. 
and the camera like focuses on it mm-hmm. so you know it's gonna be really important <laughs> and i feel like i feel like you pay tall yeah <coughs> there's a lot of little things in this movie and that's what works with the world building is that they pay attention to detail mm-hmm. yeah all the details the script is smart mm-hmm. the visual storytelling and i feel like that's the director because and the sensibilities of uh korean cinema Mm. um like they just have like a different way of telling stories for sure and that's why i told you like i'm super excited that they he he came over to it's a co-production but with american actors because we get to see a hollywood movie done very differently Mm -hmm. was this a hollywood movie i mean i guess like hollywood actors i mean you're saying well, like Hollywood movie, like uh, this feels like it's it's a low budget. Like it doesn't have the special effects that the Avengers has, but this feels like an action Hollywood movie to me. Except, mm, except, except the, for the like content of it, because I don't think yeah. it the post apocalyptic revolutionary like that's a kids plot in the united states that's the hunger games yeah it's like do we have any (laughs) adults engaging in that sort of plot no isn't that kind of interesting but like like this this came out kind of when the hunger games was mm -hmm. so i feel but still yeah are there revolutionary stories with adults no I don't think so. I'm so. like genuinely asking. I'm not trying to be facetious. Yeah. No, I know. I know you're genuinely asking, and I don't, I'm not sure. Star Wars, but <laughs> but that's not for adults. It's just adults are in there, mm-hmm. and Luke is supposed to be a teenager. But yeah, well, seventeen or sixteen. But it's still like very much established as like this is an evil group that took over. Mm-hmm. It's not the establishment. Yeah. Whereas this one, they truly are fighting against their oppressors. Mm-hmm. And that's not really something we see outside of, you know, the teen. Yeah. <laughs> the teen post-apocalyptic story of the week. Mm-hmm. So hmm, maybe I'll write an essay about that. <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like a Hollywood movie. It has mm-hmm. the Hollywood hunger Hunger Games theme. It has yeah. a uh, major A-list actor. Mm-hmm. It's an action Plural. movie. Plural. Yeah. Big time actors. <coughs> John Hurt, Jamie Bell, um, Octavia Spencer. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, yeah, so like I feel like this... I feel like if you gave this to an American director, it would look run-of-the-mill. Mm-hmm. But since it's a and also it would turn into passengers (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) but since this this is um a different director with different sensibilities and a different way to tell a story like it it came out like this Mm -hmm. valid and his next film is okja so don't get ahead of yourself (laughs) yeah i do all right is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? <coughs> or do you want to do some games? Um, 
For visual storytelling, I like when they were fighting with uh, the axes, mm-hmm. and then everything goes dark, mm-hmm. and then they bring out the flame. You know, like that whole fighting scene was really good. I like the slow motion of it. Um, the kind of like zoom in, not zoom in, zoom out, but kind of like the slow motion. Mm-hmm. You hear a little bit of sounds of like the breathing and the the, the slicing of like the <laughs> axes and stuff like that. It reminds me of 300. Mm. Did it remind you of that a little bit or no? I'm not a fan of 300. 300 is a good movie. It's a very masochist movie, but macho. I'm not a fan of... Do I like any Zack Snyder movies? I don't know. I think you will like watch it. Um, true, I might. I yeah. don't know. I think I'll end up liking the new adaptation of Watchmen better than the Zack Snyder one. Um, I wrote little visual and dialogue hints that come back later. Mm. Um, like the drug Chrono. Yes. They just mention they just like mention very nonchalant. I hear this stuff is pretty popular in the front. Mm-hmm. And then we see that in the nightclub, like everybody's just doing fucking Chrono. <laughs> and they also mention that it's explosive, like right at the beginning, and then at the end they use it as mm-hmm. explosive. Um. I well, let's talk about the most emotional scene, and then we'll we'll just finish it. Mm-hmm. The part where Chris Evans, he, he the whole movie, he's saying, "I'm not a leader. I can't lead. Mm-hmm. I don't want this." And it turns out because <laughs> he used he used to be a thug in the back, mm-hmm. killing people, eating people, <laughs> and then he's like, "I know what people taste like, and I know babies taste best." Yeah. and he's like crying and I Chris was like, went dark in this one dude that was super dark and he's crying and like he just looks like shit and <laughs> it was a very tough scene to look cause like I'm attached to him as Captain America and I'm just like Captain America ate babies even I hate to keep saying it, but like even outside the context of that, like even just this movie, it just this character, you're attached to him no matter what because no he's what, the yeah. one fighting for the good of the underdog. Mm-hmm. And so far, all the decisions that he has made, you kind of understand. Like even when he let Edgar die, it was it was very emotional. It was fucked up, but mm-hmm. he did it so more people wouldn't die greater good for the greater good exactly so like yes it's fucked up but you understand it and then out of nowhere they throw this curveball where he's just like (laughs) he's yeah he was one of the bad guys and that's why he can't leave it's uh yeah good character (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you trust him or not Probably not. <laughs> he might take a little bite. Yeah. <laughs> and um, at the end, Ed Harris reveals that him and John Hurt mm-hmm. were in cahoots with each other. Now, I never knew if this was just Ed Harris, like, manipulating Curtis. Wilford manipulating Curtis, you know, or if it was real. Mm-hmm. But one thing that kind of made it seem like it was real is the fact that he pulls out the phone and calls John Hurt's like quarters mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, wow. Like maybe, maybe it was. You know. I think it was. Yeah, maybe they they really were grooming him for the future. I mean, uh, the explanation that they give in story is pretty legit. Of yeah. like maintaining the population. Mm-hmm. They need population control, <laughs> so they start revolts. One hundred percent makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Totally though. tracks. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Um. So even though you don't trust Wilford, mm-hmm. I did believe that. I was yeah. like, "Well, he says it with so much authority, and it is very logical." And then they show the phone, which mm-hmm. is you know, yeah. So quick mm-hmm. observation: this is the second movie Chris Evans has done where they deal with population control. What was the first? This was the first. The second is Avengers Infinity War. You You wanna talk like that? You didn't like my you didn't like my observation? I almost died for that observation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, let's do some quick picks. Yes. Knowing what we know about this story. <coughs> yes. Would you rather be at the front of the train or the back? At the front of the train, you get luxury and you get comfort. Mm-hmm. But you're also part of the system. Yes. I might be addicted to chrono also. And if you're at the back... You're part of the oppressed group. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Not really pro or con, but yeah. Um, I want to be in the back. Yeah, I will love the luxuries, but nah. I want to be with my brothers and sisters. I want to snack on those cockroach. Yeah. Jelly bars. <laughs> Yum. <clears throat> Here we go. Would you rather okay. lose your arm on the outside of the train Ooh. or eat a baby? <laughs> or eat a baby? I would lose my arm. <laughs> I don't want to eat no baby. Valid. I hear, I hear they don't taste good. <laughs> Not just kidding. Nah, nah, yeah, the arm outside of the train, please. Let me give you this one. Okay. Chris or Jake? Um. To be clear, Chris Evans or Jake Gyllenhaal? I know what you meant. Jakey I was, G? I was clarifying for the I audience. I did. Um, In case this is the first episode and we haven't talked about Jake Gyllenhaal enough. <laughs> Um, dude, I don't know because. Do you remember the movie Source Code? Do I remember <laughs> the movie Source Code? It's only one of my favorite Gyllenhaal flicks. So I feel like the movie would kind of be like that. Mm, the train. Yeah, train, Jake Gyllenhaal in it, being a hero, being an action star. <laughs> But I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chris Evans on mm. this one. I feel mm. bad because JKG is our boy. 
and he can do no wrong. Except, well, except Demolition ex- Man. <laughs> I was going to say except Prince of Persia. <laughs> Where did he do worse? <laughs> Demolition <laughs> Man or <laughs> Prince of Persia? I mean, one is just cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know about Demolition Man. That was just a bad movie. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> But okay. Um, okay. also, I think it's just demolition. He's not demolition man. I think it's just demolition. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say Chris Evans because I think that he brought a certain like action hero movie star vibe that mm-hmm. maybe Jake would have made this more of an art house movie. You're right. But I like this action. Hollywood, our house, <laughs> like, I don't know, breathe, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm going to keep it with Chris Evans. Fair enough. Being 2013, I feel like Jake was almost at his Nocturnal Animals, mm-hmm. Nightcrawler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. period. I was going to ask you, when is Nightcrawler? Is that 15? 14. 14, yeah. Robbed. <laughs> yeah. But Nocturnal Animals is 13, right? 15. Oh, 15. Oh, okay. So Nightcrawler came out first. Wow. And now he's doing Velvet Buzz now. <laughs> oh, you'll like the representation. Of what? Of him. Of Mexicans? Of <laughs> <laughs> No. Because <laughs> of Danny DeVito? No. He's bisexual. Mm, got it, got it, got it, got it. I didn't know going in, but uh, it's yeah. a nice surprise. Okay. It's like, oh, thank you, Jake. Um, Would you rather be addicted to Kronal okay. or addicted to baby flesh? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I would... I don't Sorry, wanna... I'm kind of phoning this one in. I don't want to... I can't get past the cannibalism. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to eat babies. So you might have no choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say the chrono. Uh, just because I don't want to eat babies. If you say chrono and people, then that's a tougher choice. <laughs> <laughs> Regular adults, <laughs> people who can fend for themselves. Exactly. But yeah, I'm they deserve pre- to get eaten. I'm gonna pick chrono. All right, and finally. Would you rather make the mistake of thinking there's no more ammunition? Ooh, okay. Or get to the train and find out the truth that there is no hope for you. (laughs) Okay, so what was the question? Make the mistake. So you can make the mistake Mm -hmm. of thinking there's no ammunition. Mm -hmm. And basically, death by gun at that moment. Yeah. Or get to the end of the train and you find out you yes. just have to live with the knowledge mm-hmm. for the rest of your time. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say live with the knowledge that everything's hopeless. That way, at least people don't die by gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They okay. die by depression. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, that's more of a person-to-person question. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just talking about you if you were Curtis. <laughs> if I was Curtis. So, would you say, so you're asking me, what do I, 
Do I want to? How'd you? How would you rather die? I guess. <laughs> yeah, by by getting shot immediately. <laughs> immediately, or or slowly after the slow pain of of no, too oh, much knowledge. Yeah, I think I think in, if I was Curtis, I would say immediately because I made all this travel for nothing and i know that my one purpose in life has been revealed to me that it's just dumb as like, <laughs> just dumb um and it's impossible and there's no way around it so i would say just kill me now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough okay here's what i would say to watch next number 1 okja <laughs> okay <laughs> obviously Jake Dylan in it. Oh, uh, but um, Paul, Paul Dana, Dana, <laughs> Stephen Yoon. Oh yeah. Um, basically, I love this movie. Same director. Um, also commentary on like <laughs> environmentalism. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good follow up to Snowpiercer. Yeah. It's also a co-production. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> I watched it twice in one day. <laughs> nice. Jake uh, Jake is such a strange part of that movie. <laughs> like he almost doesn't fit, but he does fit. Yeah. But he almost doesn't. He's um <laughs> He's like a Stur- Steve Irwin. But like a caricature of a, if <laughs> Steve Irwin was mixed with like Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for your caricature. <laughs> uh, a true ally. <laughs> the next film I would pick is 12 Monkeys. Nice. Oh, nice. Because I watched it once and I don't understand it. But it has a similar vibe to this. It does. In that it is a gritty view of the world. Of Mm -hmm. a messed up world. Mm Or version of our world. And also theme of environmentalism. I forgot about that until uh I just said that word. Um, Yeah. Great cast. Bruce Willis. Brad Brad Pitt. I'm missing someone. Well, the director is Gilliam. Yes, you're right. Yeah. What's his name? Terry. Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Who? Uh, oh, connection. I think I did read it in the. <laughs> yeah. The trivia you gave mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But still, good connection or a good follow up. Mm-hmm. And personally, I would also watch the host because it's been on my watch list for a while. And you haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't even know what it's about. Oh, dude. So it's it's basically just a So it's not super 8, but mm. it's also not not super. Eight. <laughs> okay, valid. Um basically I'm into that description. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, don't yeah. say anymore. Yeah, I'm going to leave ready. it at that. It's good. Okay. It's funny at times and it's weird and mm-hmm. it's it's uh, emotional. It's good. Cool. It's still a monster flick mm-hmm. by any uh, intents and purposes, but mm-hmm. it's it's a it's cool. a good monster. Flick. All right, cool. Yeah. 
So here is what I want to ask you. Okay. About um, a little short story for you to provide. Okay. I don't like the way I phrased that. Please re-edit that. It's okay. Uh, LOL. I'm falling asleep. It so, is like 1.30 in the morning. Here's what I want to ask you. Okay. What is your favorite post-apocalyptic film? It can be any, any. kind of post-apocalyptic. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good question, dude. I would say the Hunger Games are there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not Hunger Games, plural. The, the first Hunger one. Games. Yes, yeah. the first one. I understood. Yeah, the Don't hun- worry. The Hunger Games, the first one, is, is special. It's a special movie. It's very well done and mm-hmm. very well acted and the premise is interesting it was only afterwards that we just took a whole shit on the premise <laughs> um battle royale i like yeah post- that one i want to watch i haven't seen yeah. the original hunger games <laughs> akira the animated japanese film mm-hmm. i like a lot oh, it's a hard movie <laughs> it's a hard movie this is a hard question Hmm. I think I went in a different direction than you did. Yeah. Um. Mad Max, dude. Mad Max. True. Fury Road. Like, goddamn. I was thinking more along the lines of the lobster. Okay. Because <laughs> that is a version of post-apocalyptic. I think, like, not entirely apocalyptic, but it is like kind of a different version of our world <laughs> yeah or a, a f- future version of our world the the only reason why i didn't pick the lobster is because a i didn't know it was post apocalyptic it's not a post but it's just it's a different it's a later society than mm-hmm. the one we're in right now yeah okay uh-huh you, would also, you agree with that also b i haven't seen it so. You haven't seen the lobster. <laughs> I have not seen, dude. I have not seen any movies by that guy. There's a dog sac- tooth. No sacred, sacred deer and sacred the, killing of the deer. Sacred, yeah, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen the lobster. Mm-hmm. And I like Colin Farrell as an actor. I think in Bruges is fucking awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I ready have, for this to be our tangent because Yorgos is. Yeah. He's a director. <laughs> um, okay. Um, you talked about Korean film being of a different sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yorgos is Greek, and he has a Ooh. very different sensibility. I feel like though I feel like Greek movies are more experimental, and um, what is that? What is that? Like like uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. What is that genre called? Oh, yeah, like experimental, uh, just magical realism, maybe. Kind like, of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the lobster is out there. Uh-huh. Um, I personally really like the movie. It's very odd. The dialogue is, and the way that it's delivered by the characters is very odd. <laughs> but um. I think it works as a, I, I kind of almost want to say post-modern society, because mm-hmm. it maintains some aspects of our world, Yeah, but also people get turned into animals. 
<laughs> so yeah it's just it's different and sometimes like the voice in my head is like Rachel Weiss's voice in that movie because she narrates a lot of it and okay. she does a very good job I like uh, The Fountain as well I'm not familiar Darren Aronofsky 2007 mm. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. Rachel Weiss. That's why it reminded me of. Mm. Yeah. That movie's not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but you know some shit went down because yeah. technically... Do you want me to say it? Or no? I don't know how much you're going to reveal. I'm going to reveal a lot. Oh, don't spoil it. Okay. Yeah, well, technically, like, there's some piece of dialogue that does make it post-apocalyptic. Mm. So We can only spoil movies that we've both seen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's make that pact now. <laughs> uh, what else? What another post-apocalyptic I was thinking of? Um, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. I good. actually haven't seen that. What is what is a uh, a quiet place? Mm-hmm. Like that's good too. Yeah. Um, John Wick Three is kind of <laughs> post-apocalyptic to the character. Uh, to the character <laughs> it hasn't come out but like he tries to escape New- oh escape from New York oh, oh I like that connection. yeah I like that movie too I like that movie uh, too like, a lot uh, Kurt Russell that is Kurt Russell <laughs> classic Snake, Snake Plickskin oh <laughs> uh, remember <laughs> this Christmas that just passed when he played Santa Claus for Netflix mm-hmm how the how the years have changed. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that's that's the ones that like come to my head. But mm-hmm. I like that genre, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I I like it. Yeah. Also, I have an Akira pin in my backpack. So. Yeah. I, I like Where is it? In my backpack. Weren't you gonna put it on your bag? My backpack. Like I ha- like I already put it on. Okay. Yeah, like it's not I- like inside my backpack. Okay. Like it's already on my backpack. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really like Akira. That's a really really good movie. Yeah. They literally invented colors in animation <laughs> to make that movie. But yeah. Do you want to close us off by a uh, weird movie? Certainly. This is a film from 2011. Okay. And it won't give anything away to tell you who the star of this film is. It's Nicolas Cage. Okay. Let me read you the description. Wickerman? No. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. That's not 2011. Though. Milton, his character, is a hardened felon who has broken out of hell. Intent on finding the vicious cult who brutally murdered his daughter and kidnapped her baby. He joins forces with Piper, a sexy, tough-as-nails waitress, played by Amber Heard, uh, who drives a 69 Charger, wink, who's also seeking redemption of her own. Caught in a deadly race against time, Milton has three days to avoid capture, avenge his daughter's death, and save her baby before she's mercilessly sacrificed by the cult. Okay, so I'm going to ask you... Is this the movie where he sees the future 
and the movie ends by like zooming out of his eye. <laughs> I have I have not seen this movie. Okay, is this Bangkok Dangerous? No. Okay, so it's not Bangkok Dangerous. Is this Drive Angry? Yes, it is. Okay. I was really as I was reading through the trivia on IMDb. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't even think about um his character's name Milton. Because apparently this is an allegory for Paradise Lost. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Nicolas Cage in Paradise Lost. (laughs) Wow. Ain't it crazy? Also, did you know one of the cars in this movie has a license plate that reads, Drive Angry. Really? (laughs) Without vowels. (laughs) Drive. Drive Angry. Drive Angry. Drive Angry. I love when movies say the name of the movies inside the movie. <laughs> so, thank you. Mm, thank you. I can't believe you guessed it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. There's only... There's... Would you like to see the first quote that shows up? Sure. We was fucking. He killed them while we was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this has a <laughs> this has a score of forty four on Metacritic, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and like twenty something on Rotten. Uh, they don't provide Rotten Tomatoes through IMDb. IMDb. That's yeah. so annoying. I'm gonna look it up right now because I gotta know. Drive angry. 47 percent oh nice wow so it's, so it's not that bad then because like because you know nicholas cage can go pretty low <laughs> and this is not as low he can go lower <laughs> a little bit he's like he's like that song Baby, go low, 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 low. <laughs> He's got them apple pot MG <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> See, I was referencing again uh-huh. my favorite show. But we're out of time. Yes. <laughs> so um, join us next week. When we'll be completing our New Year's Eve watch. Mm-hmm. With what movie? I guess we'll just have to find out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And join us next week when we will have our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scene.